You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. If you enjoy bizarre true stories, then the Useless Information Podcast is the podcast for you. For example, did you know that author Robert Louis Stevenson gave his birthday away? Or that there was a football team that played for six years before someone realized that the school never, ever existed? Or that a dog in upstate New York was once placed on trial for murder? Well, to hear these and hundreds of additional fascinating true stories from the flip side history, be sure to check out the Useless Information Podcast. That's the Useless Information Podcast, podcasting worldwide since 2008 and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Be sure to check it out. Uh, let me just introduce a couple of warnings up top. If you don't like swearing or cursing, you should probably skip this one. If you don't like political comedy, particularly of a left-wing bent, you should skip this one. If you're really invested in cryptocurrency, and and I don't mean financially invested, but like, you know, invested, you should definitely skip this one. I love you all to varying degrees, but this one is not for you. See you next week. Bye. Okay. Are they gone? Oh, thank God. This is The Constant, a history of getting things wrong. I'm Mark Chrysler. In this episode, we've got something a little different for you. We opened the season a week early with Shipwreckless because we thought, in the wake of the Parkland shooting, it was important to get it out as quick as we could. And if you haven't listened yet, please go back and do so. I'm really proud of it. But it's left us a little behind the eight ball. So this is kind of a cheat. It's audio of a piece I performed in December 2017 at The Paper Machete. The Paper Machete describes itself as a weekly live magazine. It's sort of a bawdier, more drunken, wait, wait, don't tell me, or last week tonight if there were a whole bunch of people talking. It's also, bar none, my favorite live show out there. So, next time you find yourself in Chicago on a Saturday afternoon with nothing to do, head over to the Green Mill. It's the best bar in the city. It's where Capone used to hang out. You'll love it. Sit back. Have a couple drinks and take in some great comedy, which might sound a little like this. Bitcoin! 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 Say there, friend, have you grown bored of the only moderately abstract system of fiat currency that currently controls virtually every aspect of your exhausting and spiritually eroded life? Do you find transnational fiduciary policy too approachable and transparent? (laughs) Or... Maybe you're just looking for a way to give Western civilizations increasingly head over heels, tumble towards ruin and darkness, a little extra push. Well, have I got the thing for you. Bitcoin! That's right, Bitcoin. The thing you know isn't PayPal, but aren't sure how. Bitcoin, the joyless beanie babies of the cyber crypto libertarian set. That's what they're calling it. And now, you too can own a piece of it for the low, low price of uh, $13,540 a coin. No, that's last Saturday. Uh, let's see. Uh, now you can own a piece for it for the low, low price of $19,661 a coin. No, that was Sunday. Uh, $17,100. No. Uh, 14th, make that 12 thousand one hundred and fifty it's an investment is what i'm trying to say bitcoin for those who don't know 
was born of the black-hearted dreams of a person who is almost certainly not named Satoshi Nakamoto, who may A, be a multi-billionaire, B, exist, or C, none of the above. This man, or woman, or small island nation, or malevolent Skynet-style AI, and those are equally probable answers, everyone, I want to stress that, looked out at the ravages of the 2007 economic crash and came to the sage and sober conclusion that the problem with money is that you can tell what and where it is <laughs> and how much it's worth. Bitcoin doesn't concern itself with paltry pittances like regulation or accountability, guarantors or reserve backings. Instead, it leans into the wants and desires shared by all anarchists, mafiosos, human traffickers, and Anne Rand devotees. Anonymity, capriciousness, and artificial scarcity. And I can see some skepticism in the room, so let me just lay that right here. Goldman Sachs has said that they plan on starting to trade in Bitcoins next week. Huh? Huh? When was the last time they fell for some cataclysmically <laughs> foolhardy scam, right? And if all of us here pool together our finances and processing power, we can get on this fabulous opportunity right here today for the, hey, 1655, that went up a little bit, huh? All right, great. Did I not mention the processing power? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need to borrow your PCs, laptops, tablets, smartphones, nests, Google Homes, and the thing inside your refrigerator that tells it when to make more ice, because <laughs> getting Bitcoins is laborious. It didn't used to be. It used to be pretty easy. Uh, each unit of the currency was protected by significant encryption that had to be deciphered to mine new coins. And at first, that encryption, while difficult, could be surmounted by regular old computers, given the right programs and a bit of time. But Bitcoin is designed to periodically increase the complexity of the code, depending on how many Bitcoins there are out in the open. So now, to mine one takes huge stacks of supercomputers that need constant water cooling. By this time, this is fucking insane. <laughs> By this time next year, it is estimated more electricity will be spent on Bitcoin than the entire United States. And by those same estimations, somewhere in 2019, Bitcoin will be using more computing power than the entirety of the world combined. And if that doesn't sound sustainable to you, <laughs> then, well, <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of unsustainable, the GOP this week did the only thing they were truly minted to do. They pressed uh, tax cuts for billionaires and corporations. Hooray! All they had to do was raise the deficit by $1.5 trillion, create a long, arbitrary string of pork barrel in incentives, fuck over basically every American, but especially those in blue states like ourselves, thank you, and write the thing in total darkness to do it. This is what Paul Ryan, who could be a man, or a woman, or a small island nation, but is almost certainly a malevolent Skynet-style AI. 
That's just truth. This is what he has dreamed of ever since he looked out upon the state of the nation and soberly concluded that America's biggest problem is that its rich people could really stand to be a little richer. It gets dark. When I was 10, I had this teacher, Mrs. Brown. And Mrs. Brown had been at the school a long time. Uh, Mrs. Brown was respected. Mrs. Brown was revered. And one day in class, someone asked Mrs. Brown if whales were fish. And Mrs. Brown said, yes. I raised my hand and said, whales are mammals. She said, no, they're fish. They swim in the water. <laughs> but they like breathe air and give birth to live young and they produce milk. Well, no one knows for sure, Mrs. <laughs> Brown replied to shut me up. And I thought at 10, wait, is Mrs. Brown stupid? <laughs> well, that's impossible. She's a teacher. You know this experience. Have you ever had a converse, an honest to God, flesh and blood fucking living conversation with a CEO? Or just been in a room probably as caterers, I know, I love you guys, uh, for a bunch of rich, successful people? But that's impossible. He's the president. If we can suppress the naked fear and disgust that the data rightly engenders in us and just look things straight in the eye, there's only one conclusion to reach. The world is run on every level by idiots. <laughs> Actual, honest-to-God, mouth-breathing morons up and down the ladder. The problem with most smart people is that they make decisions based upon what would be smart <laughs> in a smart world. But it is not a smart world. It is a dumb world where the smart thing necessarily becomes stupid. So if we are to be truly smart, we must use our intelligence to be stupid, but faster. <laughs> Think it through. You probably, most of you probably heard about Bitcoin five or six years ago, and your first reaction was, that thought, that, that sounds like a Ponzi scheme. No thanks. Because you're smart. But if you were truly brilliant, you would have thought, that sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Deal me the fuck in. Right? You would stand to gain millions of dollars right now if you'd have thought the, the other idiots will get to this in like six months and I'll be riding high. There's a reason you are spending a Saturday afternoon in a hundred-year-old bar drinking and listening to stand-ups and actors and puppets talk politics. The reason is, and it does sound counterintuitive now that I've listed it out, you're smart. <laughs> but you are not yet smart enough to be stupid. And I think we owe it to ourselves. We are good enough collectively to outstupid this whole damn country if we throw our backs into it. And that is why, as originally stated, I am here to urge you to eat paste, buy Bitcoin, and of course, vote Republican. Thank you.
that's the show. I hope you appreciated the digression. If not, don't worry, we'll be back to our old self next week. Special thanks to the host and creator of The Paper Machete, Christopher Pyatt, for continuing to have me back to rant at his audience. And an extra special thanks to you, the people listening who take Bitcoin too seriously and want to, but have decided in advance to refrain from filling my Facebook and Twitter and email box with your complaints. I really, really appreciate that of you in advance. Until next time, from Al Capone, Chicago, Illinois, this has been The Constant.